Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here with you talking about the food scene around New Orleans because we've got plenty of it to talk about. Our telephone number is 260 And if you call right now, you'll get right in. At least you will. Uh, you'll get in right after Jack over here. Jack, welcome to the food show. Hi, Tom. Uh, quick Hi question. I heard your ad about New Orleans hamburger and seafood yeah. um, and the oil. Mm-hmm. I got one of these uh, electric deep fryers, and yeah. which I love, but it uses a lot of oil. Yep. And I was wondering, how do you safely store used oil, and how many fries do you think I should use it for? You know, this is going to be a very unsatisfactory answer to you. But uh, once I'm done with oil uh, for, for a, let's say, a chicken or a turkey or anything big, anyhow, uh, I just dump it. Okay. That's what uh, I, I, I Yeah. And because you want to save it, you say, but there's so much of it here, especially when you get into turkeys where the, the amount of oil it takes to fry a turkey it costs you more than the turkey, which right there is enough for me to never want to do it again. Uh, but right. that's that's about what it boils down to. The, the people in the business, are there are lots and lots of companies that put out these gizmos that will strain the oil and keep anything that's starting to burn a little bit. And also keeping the, the temperature of the oil down helps, except that that makes the product come out less exciting. It just doesn't have right. the crispness. So uh, there's there's no easy answer to this. But maybe there's somebody listening to us. Maybe he's or she's from the restaurant business and maybe might have something on that. So why don't you keep listening? Okay. Thank and you. and you and I will both learn together, but I'm afraid that's the answer. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Uh, I know we have people out there who uh, hang on to the oil that they've uh, already used to fry something. If we're talking about uh, an inch deep of oil or less, you know, that doesn't even apply because that's another story entirely. You usually wind up using all of it for that. But uh, I'll take uh, any any other ideas. Because, you know, there's a a lot of oil to be used. Oh, I'll tell you, you know, one thing that they're used uh, that is used for are, for one thing, the buses around New Orleans and a lot of other cities around the country. They actually burn that oil in in the uh, engine of those uh, big buses, and it uh, does a good job. And and they save a lot of uh, a lot of unnecessary dumping and other things because. What are you going to do with all that oil? You can't exactly walk out in the middle of the woods and dump it. I mean, you can't do that. You can try, but it doesn't work very well. I know because I've, I've done it a couple of times. Uh, 260-6368. Oops, I did it again. I thought I was going to get through the whole show without doing that. 
Yeah, yeah. 260-1870 is our telephone number. We talk about restaurants. We talk about cookies. We talk about uh, just about anything that is on your mind. And if you have anything on your mind, please do call us and tell us uh, what that might be because you might be looking or you might even know just what is on the uh, mind of somebody who is listening to us right now and uh, would just would would like a little elucidation, if you can stand that. 260-6368. I did it again, huh? 260-1870. I I was looking at something else while I was doing that. But, you know, there's a lot of balancing act to be done here. Oh, it's all excuses, Tom. Okay, you have to heck with it. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. I uh, I mentioned this at the beginning of the program, and I may as well do it again. On Monday, this coming Monday, the at the Roosevelt Hotel, where we have been conducting a, a series of uh, lunches slashes dinners slash slashes uh, evenings spent in a cabaret kind of situation where we have live music and all of this. Anyway, the Roosevelt Hotel. Is the place where WWL Radio, uh, they didn't start there, but they for a long time were in the in the hotel itself and doing all of their radio production, everything. That's where it came from. And since this is the 125th anniversary of the Roosevelt Hotel, they thought it would be fun uh, if we could relive some of those times. And somehow or another, I don't exactly know why. Oh, yeah, I do, but uh, I'll keep my mouth shut about it. Uh, the, uh, they asked me to, to kind of host this thing, and we've had several of them already, at the, um, mostly at the Fountain Lounge, which is where probably more Sazeracs are sold than any place else in America. Uh, and uh, lots of good food, too. It's a good-looking restaurant. It's right there on the ground floor of the hotel. But then uh, things uh, continue on. You've got the Blue Room. That's where we will be on this time around. Uh, we'll be at the Blue Room Hotel. Um, excuse me, the Blue Room uh, in the Roosevelt Hotel. And uh, what we expect to find is fried chicken. As a matter of fact, let me let me uh, give you a little more a little more gilding on this. It's going to be fried chicken prepared by Chef. Ch- uh, Chef Chalk. I was giving his name earlier, and now it, now it slipped in my mind. Uh, anyway, we're uh, th- this guy is, has been cooking in the in the uh, kitchen at the Roosevelt Hotel for a long, long. Carl is his last name. Uh, uh, Chef Ch- Carl, and he he is uh, he had a lot of regular customers, <clears throat> and uh, all of the people who worked in the hotel knew about it too. So they would come down and get fried chicken every Monday. And the word got out, and now everybody wants to eat that fried chicken. Well, they're going to let you do that. Uh, I don't know exactly what the hours will be, but my guess is that it's going to be in the in the uh, Roosevelt's uh, Fountain Lounge again, and maybe in the Blue Room. I'm not sure. We're going to do our show from there. That, that is for sure. We're going to do our broadcast that day. And... Uh, on top of the fried chicken itself, there's going to be red beans and coleslaw and, uh, oh, these wonderful uh, buttery uh, honey biscuits that they make over there. So anyway, uh, I'm inviting you to join us this Monday at the Roosevelt Hotel uh, between O'Keefe and 
and uh, Gravier Streets. This is right off Canal Street. There's uh, lots of valet parking there, no problem. There's also, if you're lucky, you can find some spots on the street. But come on in. Uh, I will be there. I would love to meet you and, and have a few moments talking about your take on the food scene around town or just is that uh, Tommy Tucker guy for real? You know, those questions uh, come up a lot pretty often. Anyhow, uh, hope to see you there. This is all going to be this coming Monday, the 11th, at the Roosevelt Hotel. And uh, I hope you enjoy it because we're doing that fried chicken. They're also doing one other thing on, uh, on I think it's Tuesdays. The uh, feature is hamburgers, of all things. Hamburgers served with champagne. Do you, do you think I'm kidding? Well, there you are. Arthur is here. Arthur, yes, welcome sir. to the food show. Good afternoon, sir. Hi there. Um, I heard heard you mention several times today on the show that um, WWL for a long time operated out of the uh, hotel down there. Yeah. I got a history question for you. Right. Um, there was a building on Jefferson Highway in River Ridge, and it's mm-hmm. my understanding through folklore or whatever that that was the original broadcast uh, area for WWL. Do you have any knowledge of this? Yes, that is actually true. And you know what else was around there after the the, the radio station was not there for long because <clears throat> in, in those days and a little bit beyond that, uh, one of the goals was to increase your coverage of the area by making more and more powerful radio transmitters. And that was a great place to be when they were in their early days. But as time went on, they needed more more, uh, space. more clear space. Yeah. And also, there was the issue of getting people to come out there and work in them because you had to do that. You, you can't. That was actually not, way back then. That was that was like a rural area. It really was. That was and and then they that, moved from there to a place that was even more rural than that. And what is, what is now? Um, if you're taking the I-10 out headed west, you get to the uh, Loyola exit. Well, you see the word Loyola, you're talking about a Jesuit. <laughs> one way, well, probably one way or the other, and so there, uh, there it was. It moved out to where uh, what they used to call there was a name for that neighborhood. I think it was it was actually called uh, uh, Loyola City or something like that. Anyway, they were there for a long time, and then finally, it made its way over into the Roosevelt. Although the transmitters were actually somewhere else. I could I could give you uh, hours of really boring uh, uh, history on this. <laughs> so Just I'm, one more question, if you don't mind, yeah. sir. Do you have any idea what year that that radio station <clears throat> building was in uh, operation? Yeah, the one in, in what is now River Ridge? Yes, sir. Yeah, 1930s. And, yeah, that's what and I you know what else was there? It was a retreat house that has evolved into Manresa which is something Pardon else me? I know about because I go there every year. What? Uh, I didn't understand what you said. Say it again, please. This, the Jesuits have long run a, a retreat house, and it, it's now in uh, St. James Parish up the river. But for a time, it was exactly where you were talking about. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, sir. Right. Uh- <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you send me an email, and we'll talk about this some more. 
uh, 260-1870. We'll be back with more of the food show after. First, if you will, this, hello, it's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. I'm great to be, I'm, no, I'm not great, but I'm happy to be here about uh, talking about our favorite topic, eating and cooking and all that. Jack is calling us. Jack, welcome to the food show. Hi, is Tom. Jacqueline? Uh, I, yes, thank you. I tuned in right at the end of a conversation. I was wondering where I could find the recipe that you were speaking of earlier about the chicken thighs and um, really raving about how good the recipe is, that it's usually at Mardi Gras time that it's, you cook it or your guest was cooking it. You know what I'm talking uh, about? That was, uh, that was not, that was not uh, something I was telling him, but uh, it was his recipe, actually, he was telling me about. Uh, and oh, it is a, it's, if it's the one I think you're talking about, it's a pasta gumbo, <laughs> essentially what it oh. is. Pasta I jambalaya. See. Yeah, that's more, that's more like it, yeah. Uh, anyway, if you want to see what this is like, just drop in at, at Mr. B's someday and, and order that. Uh, it's not expensive, and it's really good. It's it's basically, if you can imagine, uh, a a recipe for pasta that instead of using rice is using pasta of a jambalaya rather. So um, and that's all there is to it. If so, if you uh, I have it in my website. I can tell you that nomenu.com. I know it's there. Nomenu.com. Uh, I've been there and, before. Okay. So. Yeah. What do I look for? Pasta jambalaya. Pasta jambalaya, right. That was something that, it was invented at Mr. B's, but then after that it just spread all over the place. You see it in a lot of restaurants now. Okay, wonderful. Because yeah. I picked up, um, my husband loves chicken thighs, so uh, mm-hmm. the gentleman who was talking about the chicken thighs, so it yeah, just made me yeah. cute. All righty then. Well, I enjoy oh, your show. I've been listening to you. Thank you. Oh, gosh, I, I appreciate it. But thank you very much. See ya. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, Stephen is here. Hey, I'm calling about oil. Oil. French yes. fry oil. Yes. Uh, if you're doing French fries, I would say just filter it out with a coffee filter in a and put it back in the bottle, and it should be all right. If you're doing seafood, I would at least refrigerated and probably not more than two weeks. And yeah, well, um, this guy had I, it on his kitchen counter for two, for twenty, yeah. uh, you know, something hours. So it, yeah. So I, you know, I would strain it. And uh, when I'm frying shrimp, I would never fry shrimp and oysters together or seafood. Yeah. I, I, and most restaurants have separate vats for oh, at least in New Orleans. It yes. makes a big difference because the amount of time for shrimp to cook is a lot shorter than, let's say, soft-shell crab or catfish. Yeah. And you know what? If I can just bop back a minute here, uh, I, I, I've forgotten to mention this, but you can kind of clean up your baking, your frying oil by just doing a round of French fries in it, because the fr- the French fries will pick up a lot of the little stray nubbles of whatever that is, and, and it will kind of incorporate itself into the potatoes, and then what you have left is actually pretty good oil. So uh, thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah, and I mean just 
use a coffee filter and a, and a sieve and, uh, you know, and don't put it in there hot. Don't put it at no, 350 no. degrees because most everything is in fire, plastic yeah. bottles yeah, yeah. now and it would melt. So I would, you know, certainly not do it more than about 200. And uh, it sifts better when it's hot. Well, that sounds logical. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that. Nope. Okay. See, see you. Bye. It's the Food Show. Joining us over here on the purple phone is Al. Two letters. Hello. Hello. Welcome to our show. Well, thank you. Uh, I heard the guy just called about <clears throat> the saving the oil after he fries the turkey. Yeah. And I have a great remedy. What? Throw the oil away, throw the turkey fly, fry away, and <laughs> buy a charball. Uh, yeah, one of those things. They, when you taste the turkey out of it, the most delicious turkey, juicy, juicy, juicy. And I used to fry them constantly and then throw the oil away. And I used to use the peanut oil, so it's very expensive. All yeah. you need is a propane tank. This round bucket, it looks like a uh, five or six-gallon bucket. You put the turkey in. I line the bottom of it with tin foil. The juices fall into a little aluminum container. My wife makes the gravy. We cut the turkey, and everybody loves it. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot, it has a lot of fans, that's that's for sure. Uh, it's but, really uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you, I, I never liked the idea of frying turkeys anyway. Well, listen, thank you very much for sharing that with us. We will come back after we check in with some news uh, news headlines here on the Big 870 WWL. Stay tuned. More of the Food Show coming. Hi there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's fun to be here with you every day talking about eating and drinking and restaurants and cooking. And, by the way, uh, happy birthday tomorrow. Oh, wait a minute. It's no. Forget about it. The Fairmont Hotel. Yeah, I've been asked uh, what time is the event. I think they serve it at lunch in the Roosevelt. Uh, in the, uh, I would call for a reservation. By the way, it costs you nothing and gives you better food and service. Uh, the I think they are going to be serving in the tower in the uh, uh, fly. I'll get this yet. In the. Uh, uh, Fountain Lounge, which is where they do most of this kind of stuff. But later on in the evening, also in the Fountain Lounge, uh, <laughs> uh, they will be uh, also serving it in the evening. They do a pretty big business in that room uh, in the evenings, especially when there are a lot of people checked into the hotel. So I don't think there is an official start time on this. No one has told me about one. But... Uh, It'll be in the afternoon or early evening is what I guess. Does that suit you? Okay. I thought I just did. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, we have uh, – it went away. I, I, I did, but I don't – oh, here it is. Uh, uh, ben? Is it Ben? And It is, and Tom. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine, uh, you know, except for getting, you know, the letters of the alphabet right. It happens all the time. I'm a uh, tremendous fan of your show, listen to you all the time. Um, I uh, I wanted to let you know I am I am born and raised in Mid-City, a short walk uh, 
from Mandinas, Venetias, and and you know that that's been that's been my part of town for 40 years. And one thing that my parents made a point to do for my sister and I growing up is we would go to restaurants all over. We would go to Destrehan. We would go to Chalmette. We would go across the river. We would go to the North Shore. And they they wanted to show us all of these places, you know, all over the the, uh, the New Orleans area. So my wife and I are, are handing that tradition on, uh, you know, to our children. So my reason for, for letting you know that is our, our plan tonight is to head to West Wego and go to Mosca's. And uh, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, on – I'm told the, the Oysters Mosca is phenomenal. I'm leaning toward that. But true. if you had a, a suggestion, uh, we're, we're taking kids with us, so you know all, all that as well. But I, I wanted to know your thoughts on, on Mosca's. Okay, yeah. Uh, first of all, I'll tell you, it's not exactly what you could call a children's restaurant. It's, I'm, I'm not saying don't go because of that, but uh, it's – there's a certain certain uh, uh, rhythm to the place that's hard to put my finger on, uh, but uh, I'm, there are people there who come with younger people too, so that's that's all right. Uh, okay. Having said that, Mosca's is one of those restaurants where almost everybody who goes in there gets the same exact menu, and so here it is: you start off with this tossed crab meat and vinaigrette salad with greens, nothing much to it, but very good, nice, fresh uh, crab meat. Then uh, you uh, get, and and you do this by splitting it before you even order it. Uh, this is uh, not a restaurant where if you have four people, you need five entrees. It's the exact opposite. If you go there uh, with, say, four people, you're going to need only three entrees. Uh, and, and no, no, you don't even have to treat them all as entrees. That that oyster dish is fantastic. They also do a a, a a shrimp dish, but it's not the same as the oysters. It's a totally different taste. But nice big big shrimp. If you love garlic, you'll be in heaven. If you're not big on garlic, uh, order something else. And they're very okay. good with with their chicken. They make three good chicken dishes. One of them's called just roasted chicken. Uh, another is uh, their chicken uh, uh, grande, and this has some Italian sausage in it, some mushrooms, some artichokes. And then they have another one, the chicken cacciatore, which is basically uh, uh, pasta tossed around with red sauce and the chicken. And all of that is pretty good, but it's all a real family-style kind of eating, uh, and Bring a good ATM card because they still, as far as I know, do not take anything but cash. Or uh, so. I heard that as well. That that was a, a a close friend who who thought it was a crime that we hadn't yet been to Moscow's. Uh, did yeah. make a point to tell me to uh to make sure to have cash on hand because you won't be yeah. using a card when you're there. Nope. Nope, that's that's the truth, and that's a bad thing to have happened to you. But uh, no, no, although they handle it very well all the time, it's it's they won't embarrass you about it. Uh, anyway, that's the story. Uh, how old are your kids? They are ten and eight. Oh, they're old enough to get this then. No problem at all. It's it's very straightforward, very basic food. This is not cutting edge gourmet food. This is family style Italian eats. 
Outstanding. Okay, well, we, we're 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 heading over around six thirty, and uh, and very much looking forward to it. So uh, I, I appreciate your uh, your advice. We're going to take you up on it. Do you uh, do you have a reservation? No, we don't. Oh, get on the phone. <laughs> Call them now. Their, okay. You want their phone number? Hang. On, I've got my database right in front of me here. Let's see. Here. Certainly. Thank uh, you. By the way, they uh, they pronounce the family pronounces it Moscas. Uh, most local people pro- just do it the way you do it, Moscas. But uh, you beat me to it. Oh, uh, no wonder I spelled it. Wait a minute. Wait, yeah. Okay, let me uh, let me uh, four three six eighty nine fifty. That's the phone number. Four three six eighty nine fifty. Tom, I'm I'm going to call it immediately. I'm now I'm a little worried. I want to make sure we are able to get in because I've been yeah, uh, I've been building oh. this up all over the place for the last few days. So uh, yeah. so it should be fun. But I can't thank you enough. Have a wonderful day, and uh, we enjoy the show. Thank you. See ya. Bye. It was, I just learned that they are uh, there. They don't get there till five thirty. So maybe five thirty. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, 2606368. Ethan is over here. Ethan, welcome. The Big 87 hey, is Mr. here. Hey, Mr. Tom, how are you? Well, I screwed up the phone number again just now, but. I'm you here. Know. You got you got me? Yes, I do. All right. Uh, never had a deep fried turkey I ever like, but if anybody wants to strain grease, I mean, I, I worked in a restaurant a little while. Cheesecloth. You got to strain it with cheesecloth and you put it in a. <laughs> Five-gallon container, whatever you want to use, uh, whatever kind of container. You could use it once or twice, you know, and that's about it. Yeah. I need to find out. Uh, I, I, I know I touched on a sports channel. I need to get that recipe for that uh, uh, redfish on a half shell. Maybe you could talk about mm-hmm. that, and I'll hang up. i got an incoming call. I appreciate your show. Thank you, man. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what you do to get oysters, I mean, uh uh, redfish on the half shell. What what this is, is you take the whole fish and you cut it in half, uh, head to toe, and just leave all the, all the bones, everything in in cock in 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 place, and then you uh, you season it up, and you have a grill, and or you can have a very hot pan. Uh, I prefer the grill because the hand, the pan kicks off a lot of smoke and it's makes your whole house a little, I don't know, it's just a little too wild. So then you put the fish in there, and you wait until you can see, and you will be able to see this on the top of the fish, which is actually the side of the fish, because fish won't really stand up. So on one side of it, you can poke around with a little bit, and if you see that the fish itself is still somewhat transparent, transparent, get this yet no 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 if it's if it's not no it's not ready if you if it still is translucent so you let it cook longer and when you want to take it off is when you see that this now has become opaque you can't see through it the light can't come through it either and it gets actually usually a little bit um, a little bit whiter and when you get to that point it's finished take it off you might probe in there a little bit to see if any parts of it are still uh, maybe a little too rare for you. But uh, you won't need to cook it much more, if at all. And that's about it. I mean, it's it's a pretty primitive dish. But it is one that if you, you know, get the hang of it, right amount of seasonings, 
here is a chance for uh, one of Chef Andrea's. I know he's been on the show already today, but uh, um, this comes right to mind. He has this marinade that he uses in his uh, all of his fish cooking, as far as I know. It's a combination of extra virgin olive oil. I think it's about a fourth of a cup of that, about a fourth of a cup of, uh, uh, let's see, uh, I'm trying to remember. All, oh, uh, there, there's uh, a little bit of balsamic vinegar in there. There is uh, uh, so, oh, white wine. That was the one I was, I was struggling with. And uh, that's about it. And you just mix that all together. You dip the fish in there, and you hold it for one minute in that marinade. Then you turn it over, and you hold that side one minute, too. You take it out. You shake off the excess. You throw it on top of the grill. Bang, 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 bang. There you are. That's it. Uh, that is a fish that would that is a dish that would be really easy to find online. Uh, it's a fish on the half shell. And the reason they call it that is that they leave the they leave the uh, the um, scales and the and uh, and everything st- and the skin too and they and they just throw it out there and when it's ready to turn they turn and then, then that's it. Uh, but it's good if you don't mind cooking your way or eating your way around uh, around all the different kinds of bones that might be in there. But be careful. You know, that's all you need to do. We will come back with more of the food show after first, please. This It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about eating around town. The obvious uh, touch on this topic is that Lent is now underway. Mardi Gras being passed now. And uh, a lot of people are eating a lot of seafood. And if you doubt that, go over to Drago's, go over to whatever favorite seafood restaurant you have, and you will see that they are very, very busy. And that will be the, the way it's going to be for the next six weeks, except on Sundays, pretty much, and a couple other uh, other days when you don't have to worry about it. But anyhow... Uh, if you are interested in talking about any aspect of this, uh, from, gee, do, are they going to be open on such and so? Well, ca- call us, and if I don't know the answer, somebody will know it out there. And also, if you have something else on your mind that has nothing to do with Lent or any of this other stuff, go right ahead and call the, call us. You're always welcome here. Two six zero. One eight seventy two six zero one eight seven zero. If you call right now and you'll get right in, we'd love to talk with you about uh, whatever it is that has been uh, chewy and delicious for you. Our program today is sponsored by the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. I mentioned earlier that uh, one of the reasons that they have attracted my attention from the seafood part of their business, and, and by the way, uh, their burgers are, are really good. They And let me just take it a little bit beyond really good. They grill these things. First of all, they start off with hand-padded out patties. That makes a difference right there. There's not a machine that can do it as well as the human hand. Then they throw it on a really hot grill, and it gets seared on the top, and then you turn it over, and it gets seared on the other side, and then you have this crustiness on one side, or on the inside you have something really nice and juicy. This is what I look for in a hamburger, and they come with these really unusual fries that are drizzled with some garlic butter. It's almost worth going to the place just for that. But I'm still not finished with all of the things that they have over at 
the, the uh, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Uh, there are lots of uh, daily specials that they run over there, including you know, some that are much involved with uh, hamburgers, but some of them are completely on their own. For example, you can go over there and uh, have, in lieu of the, the usual burger or anything, they have uh, a pretty darn good uh, seafood selection, one of which is their barbecue shrimp. You ever have a barbecue shrimp, poor boy? It's one of those things that doesn't sound quite right, but you get one and you start picking away at it and you realize you are really on to something. That is something that I remember when it first started being served around town here and there, and everybody was raving about it with good reason. It's a great dish. All of this, plus a lot of things I didn't have time to tell you about today, but I will get to on another time, is that all of those lake locations, about a dozen of them, of New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. So uh, Eric is joining us over here on the green phone. Eric, welcome. Come on in. Yes, sir, Tom. Great to hear your show and listen to you on Saturdays. Um, I wanted to know about Ralph and Cacous that I used to go to in the French Quarter back in the early 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is, is it is it still around? Is there no. Still... No, uh, they they had been right next to Galatoire's for a while, and then they moved out, and then something else came in that was a lot like it. And then they opened up another location over on uh, St. Louis Street, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was St. Louis, right uh, between Decatur and, and uh, well, the next block over. And they would... Uh, they were doing a huge business. It was an enormous uh, restaurant. It stretched all the way from this block to that block through the middle of the block. So uh, uh, there it was, packing them in. And then all of a sudden, one day, their doors are locked and closed, and I haven't heard a word about it since. Well, what prompted know. the question what was, the, was the discussion about crabs earlier. And they used to make a, a crab platter that I loved. And, um, uh uh-huh. And and it was we used to, I'm in Pascagoula, but we used to have a restaurant that made the great stuffed crabs, and there uh-huh. and the crab platter included these crab balls that were just the nearest thing I'd ever eaten yeah. to what I had had, had eaten, eaten over here. And uh, anyway, just wondering. Well, you know, if you want to get that, go to a good restaurant, not one that is piling it up a foot high uh, to give you a big big pile. Go to a restaurant and tell them, listen, I would like. A, a, a combination platter of, let's say, a crab uh, crab cake and then have some o- o- grilled oysters and then have some fried catfish and, you know, just this assortment of, of a bunch of different items, including all the ones that you remember that I don't even know about. And you will find those restaurants will be very open to doing things like that. Uh, and uh, there they'll be. And then you'll have a place to get it every time you want. Okay, thanks. Does, does that make any sense at all? Yes, it does. And, I'm and, never and this, quite this, sure. <laughs> well, this this a particular platter had yeah. crab claws, and it just the you know the the, the discussion earlier yeah. about the the oil, you know, these, the oil, the oil. It was it was always very fresh. It was it was perfect every time. Yeah. Well, here is you know the the, the the question with restaurants is this, and this is the answer to if. If they have the ingredients in-house, most of them will cook anything you want. 
Well, when it comes to a platter like you're talking about, uh, every re- every restaurant has crab fingers. I mean, it's there. It's just a matter of asking for it. Uh, I know people who wouldn't do that on a bet, and if you um, and if you ever travel around in Europe, you'll find that French chefs in particular will not change anything on their menu. But in this uh, land of the free, we uh, we have a lot more flexibility. So just tell tell them exactly what you want, and they'll probably bring it. Okay, really, Dom, serious. Thanks. Take me serious. Okay, bye. It's the Food Show. We'll be back in a moment, but first, please, this. Running low on time here, but let's keep on going. It's Nathan. Welcome to the Food Show. Yeah, how you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm just rolling along like you, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I had a comment, actually. Uh, I just want to give a quick tip. Uh, I was talking about barbecue and redfish and half shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I actually do is I cut the bloodline out. And, Good idea, uh, especially, is, is, yeah, espe- especially with redfish, with yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I actually take my knife in my pocket once I cut the bloodline yeah. on the skin side, and I'll stuff it with uh, onions yeah. and lemon and my marinade and seasoning. And it, it really turns the dish out. It's a good dish. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you actually have to cook the, the onions cooking from the uh, from the underneath the fish. It just kind of infuses yeah, it all. I just wanted to pass it on. Well, thank you. I'm glad you did. I'm running low on time, though, so here's Roy. Roy, welcome. Hi, Tom. Where can I find Leidenheimer bread on the North Shore? Uh, gee, it seems to me every time I go to the supermarket, I see it there. Did oh, okay, because when I go to Rouse's, I see Risling. I'd like to get Leidenheimer bread. Mm-hmm. And the second question, quick, is your opinion on the best seafood platter on the North Shore? Um, uh, the Krabby Shack. Krabby Shack's in Madisonville. Krabby Shack, Madisonville. Thank you for yeah. your help, sir. Yeah, all right, thank you. See ya. Kent joins us. Tom, I just want to let you know that Rafa Cacuz is still open in Baton Rouge and Shreveport and several locations in Texas. Oh, yeah, I knew that, that they were still around there, but the, he was asking about the one in the French Quarter, and right. that uh, okay. for sure is gone. Yeah. Right. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for calling. See ya. Well, that about wraps us up. What perfect timing. I will be back tomorrow at 1 in the afternoon. We'll go to 3. We'll have a busy weekend here. And I hope you have a great dinner tonight, wherever it is that you do it, in your home or in some good new place to eat, or an old place. Why not? Enjoy, or do a little cooking, you know, why not? What the heck? WWL Radio, New Orleans. WWL FM HD2, Kenner, New Orleans. Where the news is next, from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.